So just coming back to the purpose, the aim of what we're doing here. We're using, as I said earlier, the power of mindfulness to develop understanding in all aspects of our lives, which leads to greater ease, happiness, peace of mind. Now it's possible, some of you might be wondering, well, how does paying attention to my breathing or the contact of my feet while I'm walking, how does that develop understanding? let alone any greater ease and happiness and peace of mind. Well, each time that you're simply present for your experience, moment to moment, without getting entangled in reactivity to it, right there is a moment of peace. And as those moments of peace start to join together, the body, the heart, the mind (laughs) settle down. And then a couple of key insights can start to reveal themselves. One key insight is that our experience is constantly changing on small and large timescales. On one level, that's obvious. The breath comes and goes. Sounds come and go. Physical sensations come and go. And probably by now you've also noticed that thoughts and emotions are coming and going, are constantly changing. Maybe even so far this morning, you've been through quite a few different states. Enjoying, not enjoying. Liking, not liking. Happy, not happy. Bored interested, and so on. Anybody notice that? Quite a few different fluctuations. Now here's the second key insight, that if we try to hold on or to resist any of those changing experiences, it creates stress, distress, even suffering. And one key way that we do tend to hold on to or resist what's happening is by taking it personally, making it all about me, making it mine, making it who I am, having it define us in a fixed and solid way. So, for example, I am my wandering mind. Therefore, I am a bad meditator. Therefore, I shouldn't be here. Therefore, I should just go home. Therefore, everyone will know what a failure I am. Maybe slightly exaggerated, but this is one very common, highly automatic way that most people tend to react to their experience if they have no mindfulness training. But in mindfulness meditation, we're training a different capacity of the mind, the capacity of the mind that's known as bare attention or bare awareness. And this means just being able to be steady and present with the immediacy of the experience without resisting it, without holding on to it, without taking it personally. And we've already started this training this morning by just receiving the simple experience of breathing in and breathing out, 
and in the instructions I gave about sitting at the start. And in those instructions, I mentioned that we're just gradually expanding our capacity to be with some degree of discomfort without habitually reacting to it. And as a support for this steadiness, we can use a tool known as mental noting to recognize what our experience is more clearly and to help us to stay connected to that experience without reacting to it. So in the breathing, I was suggesting knowing just the inhaling and the exhaling. You can name or note or simply know rising and falling, expanding and release and so on. And then as our awareness gets more steady and refined, we start to notice some of the details that make up that experience of breathing. For example, you might notice even right now sensations of pressure and release, of hardness and softness, of swelling and subsiding, of warmth and coolness, of moisture and dryness. Can you notice that in each breath? a flow of pulsing and throbbing and tingling and so on. And this tool of mental noting can be particularly useful when it comes to the discomfort that we ordinarily would call pain. So very often if there's no training, when there's some kind of pain, what's the response, the reaction? We sit here going, pain, 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 oh, don't like this, can't stand it, get me out of here. Instead of that default chain reaction, we can bring curiosity, kind curiosity that I've been emphasizing, to the actual micro sensations of what we might normally call pain. So let's say there's some discomfort in the knee. We bring our mindful, kind curiosity to that experience. You might try that now if there's some discomfort somewhere in your body. Can you just notice? Maybe there's some tightness or pulling or pressure or aching. Maybe hardness, tension, heaviness, throbbing. Maybe even in the midst of it all, a moment of relief. So when we're curious with our experience like that, it usually makes it more bearable. The label pain is constant, fixed, permanent. And it disguises the truth of impermanence, the truth of change, the truth too of its impersonal. Just to be clear, though, this practice is not about drilling down into pain and staying there with gritted teeth. The instruction is to stay with the discomfort, to bring that curiosity to it, just as long as you can stay steady and mindful of it without getting tight, without getting agitated. If that's starting to happen, then at that point, please slowly, mindfully adjust your posture. You might change to standing for a while, or if you're sitting on the floor, sit in a chair for the rest of the session. 
So already, in this whole process so far, we're training to bring awareness to much more than just the breathing. And again, I want to emphasize this, because sometimes people hear those generic instructions I gave earlier, bring awareness to the breathing, when the attention moves, come back to the breathing. If that's all we hear, those preliminary instructions, we can start to believe that mindfulness is only about the breath, the whole breath, nothing but the breath. So I want to be clear, we're training with the breath and the body as a kind of a home base. And once we have some steadiness, we can start to open up to include more and more subtle and complex aspects of our experience. So we establish this steadiness by coming back to just one aspect of experience, the breathing. And then when there's some stability of awareness, we can allow the mindfulness to move. And now the instructions become to connect with whatever is predominant in our experience. So mindfulness is not a fixed static state or quality that we're trying to get and hold on to. It's more of a way of relating to our experience, being present with whatever's happening as it's happening, with this attitude of non-reactivity, or as I keep emphasizing, kind curiosity. I bring the kind curiosity in because we want to have a flavor of warmth, warmth in our interest. It's not a disconnected, cold, detached, or clinical awareness. So as we continue to deepen our mindfulness today, we can start to be mindful of the mindfulness itself as a way of relating to our experience. And like all relationships, it's constantly changing. So as an analogy, we can think of mindfulness as being like the lens of a camera. Sometimes we're zooming right into the minutiae, the tiny details of our experience, like the HD setting on a camera. And we can become aware of an extraordinary level of detail. It can be quite fascinating. And that can happen quite naturally at times. But at other times, that very precision can become a little tiring to aim for or to sustain. So if we notice the mind, the attention is getting a little tight or contracted or is feeling too focused, then metaphorically, we can open up that camera lens. And now we're taking a more wide angle or panoramic approach. So now that same quality of mindfulness is covering just a wider field of objects. It doesn't feel as focused as the macro mode, but it's still mindful. It's just taking in a broader range of objects. And because of its relative expansiveness, it can help the mind to relax. So in this mode of mindfulness, we're just sort of settled back and we're receiving whatever experiences naturally present themselves. So rather than metaphorically going out after the breath, after the breath, the breath, the breath, the breath, we're just, oh, sounds, hearing, breathing, sensations in the body, breathing, and so on. 
The drawback of this more wide-angle approach is at times, you may have noticed, the spaciousness becomes spacey and we're just sort of drifting and not really present for anything. If or when you notice this happening, that's a good signal to come back to a little more focused approach for a while. Choose just one object. Have the relative discipline of bringing the awareness back to just the breath. Let that build up the steadiness. And then when you're ready, you can open again to connecting to whatever is predominant. So that's what we're going to be exploring soon. And we'll start to open up our attention. We'll start with our attention on the breath. And then when there's some steadiness, we'll allow it to move to the experience of hearing. Just to get some practice at settling back and receiving whatever sounds naturally present themselves. And then once you've got used to that, you can open up the awareness even further to include sensations anywhere in the body as they naturally present themselves, become predominant. So using sound as an anchor can help the mind relax. Because unlike the breath, we don't have any control over sounds. All we can do is settle back and notice sounds when they arise. We don't need to identify what the sound is, what kind of bird was making that call, what kind of motorbike was zooming past. We can just know or note hearing, hearing, hearing for as long as the sound lasts. If no sound seems to be happening, this is a relatively quiet room, <laughs> then we can know perhaps tiny moments of silence. And in all that, if at any time you get lost or confused, then just simply begin again. Come back to the home base of breathing. Re-establish steadiness of mindfulness. <coughs> and then when you're ready again, you can open up to hearing. So let's just give that a try now. <coughs> <coughs> 